0: welcome back to the show everybody i'm gina and i'm evo happy friday evo
1: happy friday gina
0: i'm drinking by myself today
1: i think you're gonna be drinking by yourself for a while now i mean i'll have some water with you some uh yeah i was
0: very kind enough to bring you some, a bottle thank of water. you very
1: much i appreciate that Some like uh, adam sandler would say h2o
0: <laughs> when does adam sandler say that
1: and water boy
0: Oh, I don't really. Ve- uh, honestly, can I be uh, like starkly yeah. honest? I can't say that there's any movie of Adam Sandler that I vividly remember, other than Wedding Singer. I
1: know. And,
0: y- and I only really remember uh, your name is going to be Julia Gulia, <laughs> and that's it.
1: You don't remember him in Fifty First Dates? No. You don't remember him in that freaking that that Diamond Hustler movie that we that we watched that we couldn't finish watching.
0: I remember him, but there's nothing from that movie I can quote that I like. I. Vivid- oh,
1: but you remember. So,
0: but you remember, like yeah, that, I mean
1: I those. I, that was that that was my that was my shit. Like those movies, like yes, those those we know. those like rom com like laughing, silly, stupid movies that you know I used to just get lit and crack you know crack up to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then you sucked me into them somehow. Yeah. But I did appreciate it. I used to think that all those kind of movies were stupid until yeah. you started to expose me to them. I think the first one was Your Old Trip. Your Old Trip. And I still quote that movie still to this day. I walk past people on set sometimes when it's tight and I go, excuse escuse." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's get into uh, today's topic. And we are talking about don't say this. Relationship killer words and phrases to avoid with your partner i'm gonna tell you what made me think about this topic and for anybody that doesn't know i would say that like 90 percent of the topics i kind of stir them up and it's just based on like my daily interactions Mm -hmm. so shout out to evo for always kind of like just taking that ride with me because we'll be in the kitchen and i'll just be like "Uh, you want to talk about this and he's usually sure yeah let's go
1: i I mean i i I pretty much co-sign all your bullshit so yeah at this point yeah me ride or die (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, likewise so what made me want to talk about this topic excuse me I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine and it was through Instagram and she had posted or had reposted something that another another female friend of hers had posted about Um, I'm not going to say it just yet because it's actually something that I want to talk about but it was a phrase that men like to use towards women that is super triggering and she reposted it and she said, why is it that this phrase is so triggering and I responded to her and I told her why I thought that when a man chooses to use this phrase which it's going to be one of the first things that I talk about why it's so triggering she was like oh my god that's exactly what it is this is why I get so upset when my husband uses this phrase against me and I don't and I want to tread lightly when I say against me because I don't feel like her husband or any partner that I know of is using this phrase in regards of it being hurtful. It's just being used in a way that.
1: It's triggering. It's. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's triggering. It's triggering. I yeah. And we're going to get down to the bottom of like, yeah. you know, how do these things happen?
0: And um, I would I, – so then I said I thought it would be so good for us to talk about this because there are so many of these phrases that have been – other phrases along with this one that have been said to me that are super triggering as a partner and super triggering as a woman. So I, I when I thought about it a little bit deeper, I said to myself, I'm more than sure that there are similar phrases that are triggering to men – in a in a partner duo and for anybody wondering this phrase is when your partner more than likely a male is saying to you to calm down
1: take it easy
0: i actually think that take it easy is actually a little nicer than telling your partner during potentially a argument or um some sort of just like maybe deep discussion Mm -hmm. or some sort of debate between you and your partner. And they then tell you to calm down. So when my friend reposted this and she was like, I don't understand why this is so triggering. And I then said to her that the reason why I think it's triggering when a, a partner says to you to calm down during maybe an argument is because they're implying that one, your state of emotion is not calm and it's, Almost being said in a way where like they're gaslighting you to make you feel like the emotions that you're exuding are somewhat crazy.
1: So wait, what what if the person is really like emotionally in an elevated place
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know they're yelling? Yeah. Does that not merit telling someone to calm down? Um and should that and should they be triggered even though?
0: I would think that in that regard, if your partner is actually exuding. Actually, you know what? Before I answer that, give me a little bit more of a description of what you mean by like emotion.
1: Well, I mean, listen, let's just. All right. So let's just take the definition of calm. I think calm is just being very like unemotional, almost in like a very peaceful space. So if two people are having a discussion and it's about a topic that. Is a little bit tense and emotions are a bit elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, body language is a bit elevated, and you you know your voice is elevated. Mm-hmm. The level of aggression is elevated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that telling someone to calm down in that state is not necessarily like out of line. So the question is, why is it? You know, why is it a trigger? Mm-hmm. Is it because of what's going on in that particular argument, or is it because something in that person's past that's that the word that that takes them back to a place where those type of conversations, when they're told to calm down, it has it comes from a bad experience.
0: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do my best to explain why. Th- this is why using this term with your partner when you're having these sort of disagreements can come across demeaning. It's because where are you basing my level of emotion off of? So if my emotion is elevated, Mm -hmm. right, and you feel that my emotion should at that time be calmer, Mm -hmm. am I not entitled to feel a level of elevated emotion in in a in a in a point where we're obviously having some sort of disagreement. Uh, Are you basing it off of your state of emotion versus mine?
1: No, I'm basing it off of like I'm basing it off of the example that you're given. Mm-hmm. So you're giving it as an example that when a man particularly tells a woman to calm down, mm-hmm. that that can be triggering. Mm-hmm. Now my question was, is it really triggering if? The woman in this case was actually being, you know, was actually was actually acting in a way where her emotions were elevated, mm-hmm. her body language was elevated. She was mm-hmm. speaking aggressive. She was actually angry. Mm-hmm. um wh- Why would it be out of line for 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 the man to tell that uh, that woman to calm down in that particular situation? Like, why would that be triggering?
0: Okay, so I think the best picture that I'm going to try to paint for this is that there are many moments when this phrase is used when a woman is not being i guess aggressive that i get That i get um and secondly this phrase will be used when a man is comparing the level of the woman's emotion as to how he would potentially react so then thus not allowing her to feel what it is that she's feeling at that at that given time because when two people are going through a an argument or they're going through a disagreement they're obviously going to feel differently about what it is that they're going through correct yes and no okay so when you're having a disagreement that obviously means that you disagree yeah okay so that means that you feel differently about it
1: yeah you feel different about the topic that's being discussed okay so
0: If we are on two different ends of the spectrum when it comes to the topic that is at hand for our disagreement, then it's potential that I have an elevated state of emotion Mm -hmm. because we're having some sort of disagreement. Am I not entitled to that? If I'm not being aggressive and I'm not being, I guess you could say toxic, Mm -hmm. am I not entitled to have an elevated state of emotion?
1: Yeah, I mean, to some degree. What I guess. What,
0: I guess the point. Well, th- po- pause. What do you mean to some degree? To I some just said. I just said, if I'm not being toxic, if I'm not being aggressive, why if, am I not allowed in an elevated state of emotion?
1: Um. When I say to some degree, because okay. in some in some cases, when two people are having a discussion, mm-hmm. maybe the one person really wants to keep things on a discussion level. And so just a slight yeah. the slight elevation can be triggering to the to the other person as well mm-hmm. and may lead them to start all of a sudden becoming um, becoming elevated in the way that they're speaking. And then you have like you know two out of control you know quote unquote out of control emotions that are slightly elevating on each other. So maybe just to keep the conversation at a certain level mm-hmm. one person might tell the other one can you just, can you calm down? Like I can see that you're getting a little bit tense here, and you know, like, and I just want to keep this at a conversation level. Okay. And so, in that in that sense, I I feel like that to say calm down can have merit.
0: Okay. So I feel like we're gonna go back and forth on yeah. this a lot. You so- need to calm down.
1: <laughs> I had to. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're married for 20 years, you could kind of get that By off. By
0: the way, that's a perfect example of how men will use it. It was, in I know, total it was a joke, but joke. Come I'm on, te- I'm just telling you, that's a perfect example of when that will happen. If I'm exuding a certain level yeah. of emotion. For something, let's say I'm being very, really passionate about what I'm saying, and I'm really showing you that like my emotions are raw and this is how I feel. Many times, a man will say, Calm down. I want you to think about that statement. So, think about it. Do you actually feel like telling someone to calm down is effective?
1: It can be in certain senses. but b- b- listen. I just want to acknowledge. Evo. Hold okay. on. Hold on. Hold on. I just want to acknowledge okay. that I hear what you're saying. I okay. know that in, in situations it can be used as like a, 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 a method of gaslighting somebody mm-hmm. or a method of trying to like manipulate them in a way where mm-hmm. you know you're trying to get the person to think that they're acting the way that they're not. Yeah. Um, you know, I get all that. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to just take a moment to acknowledge that. But in the same in the same sense, mm-hmm. I feel like that there is some space where. There is merit to to telling someone to calm down, and it, you know, and it doesn't and it shouldn't have to be mm-hmm. triggering. Like there's, let, let's take us for example. I mean, we've been in situations where I know you've had to tell me to calm down, and I deserved in that moment to be told to calm down, and vice versa. Yeah. And we've known we we've, we've acknowledged that in the moment where I guess we're mature enough in our in our relationship to mm-hmm. know that when one of us is telling the other one to calm down, there may be something there that we may need to like put in check
0: yeah and w- that's why when I started this episode I said that these are words or phrases that you should try to avoid Yeah, because it doesn't mean that you should never say them but the example that I'm giving about telling your partner to calm down is when you're using it where you're trying to belittle your partner you're yeah. trying to yeah, no, make that's, them see that's terrible. when you're trying to make them see or feel that the feelings that they are exuding are out of whack like they have no merit to the way that they are the way that they are acting or the way that they're responding to what it is that's happening in that particular moment and that could be super triggering because it's it is someone telling you that you're not entitled to feel the way that you feel now as someone that has struggled with anxiety someone that you have watched me have anxious moments There's kind of like a joke that floats around social media about when someone who suffers from anxiety, when someone comes over to them and goes, you know, you should just calm down. Think about how ineffective that statement is, is when someone is actually going through those type of things. I'll be honest with you.
1: It's a little difficult for me to understand because I've never been in that situation you know i I can't fully comprehend what that feels like i can only i can i can barely even imagine right those Mm -hmm. are shoes that i've I've never walked in it's a chair that i've never sat in um to sit here and say that i could even fathom what that would be like and what you know the pain that it emotionally causes the the discomfort Mm -hmm. um i have i actually have no idea
0: well for someone that i have gone through it to the point where i have literally had I've had episodes and you've seen me go yeah, through them. For someone just to say to me, hey, maybe maybe you should just calm down. Let me just tell you right now that that is the most ineffective statement that you could ever say to somebody when they are going through an emotional experience. If you want to try to be helpful, what you should do in that instance is let your partner hash it out with you. If they're not, like I said, if they're not being toxic, if they're not being um, aggressive, if they're not being volatile, Mm -hmm. but yes, maybe they have a little bit of a raised voice. Maybe if they have a little bit of like extra emotion in it, let them them go through it. And then maybe you wanna say, hey, I'm really trying to understand you right now. But it's a little difficult because the state that you're expressing these feelings to me Mm. You could even tell them that it's triggering for you. It's not allowing you to really hear them. Telling them to remain calm is not helpful in the sense of what you really need to do is let them know how the way that they're behaving is making you feel. Mm-hmm. Now, in an anxious state, that's a, it's a little different. When someone is feeling anxiety, that's actually probably the worst advice you could give them. You probably want to tell them something like, maybe work through a breathing exercise with them but that's yeah. a, that's a whole other that's a whole other topic but just understand that when a partner is telling their significant other to calm down when they them they are just going through an emotional experience and they're not disrespecting their partner just know that it's going to be triggering especially to a woman because like i said it is as if you were telling me that I'm not entitled to have the emotions that I am. And lastly, a lot of men will say this because they feel that the way women react to things are, one of my other phrases, we're more emotional. And then because we're more emotional, we then tend to get more wound up. Thus, we then need to be told to calm down. So that's why
1: i think men i think men you know typically use that because precisely for what you said but in my words wait
0: pause men use what calm down or calm down okay
1: calm down i think they use it um because and again these are just my words i'm not saying that this is the exact definition of why but because emotionally women go places where men can't right i mean we're obviously two different we're two different beings you know you're 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 a woman i'm a man Mm -hmm. we experience emotions differently Mm -hmm. and so just because so because that you go somewhere where a man doesn't understand Mm -hmm. you know the i guess the logical thing for them to say to you would just be to calm down so that you can come back from that place
0: and that's that's really solidifying my point of you're just and not you Per se, but men are basing how a woman should act emotionally based on how they act emotionally. So
1: let me ask you a question, right? Where, sure. What do you suggest? What do you suggest the solution to this is, right? I
0: just provided that no, solution. I, you
1: provided a solution as to where, like, the man should be a little bit more understanding um, towards the woman's situation, right? But I mean, even deeper,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how do how does one become not triggered, right? I think I think that's the ultimate goal, right? Mm-hmm. To be not affected, yeah, so that one has full control right there's no trigger there's no button to push
0: i think the only way for that phrase in particularly for you not to be triggered by is to express to your partner that it is triggering to you and that you would appreciate it if they did not mm. use that okay towards you and give them an understanding as to why and how that makes you feel so that's why i said the solution is really taking the time to Explain to your partner how this interaction is making you feel. That will give them a better understanding of what's going on inside of your head.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great start. I mean, I, you know, you obviously want to, you want, you want you know, both parties to have an understanding of what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want one person to st- step over that line, but at the same time, I think it's it's just as effective to for the other person to erase that line at some point if possible. So it's just never there anymore.
0: Well I think it's it it let's use me you and I as an example I think it would be my responsibility to tell you how that statement makes me feel but it's also not my job to police you So if I tell you once that I that I find that phrase offensive and that it's triggering to me and that it's not effective in our communication as far as like us getting somewhere to a solution and a disagreement, mm-hmm then i think as my partner you should understand and not use it no i
1: do and i do yeah. understand right but i just I, I i and i'm
0: just using us an example yeah no
1: i do and i'm and i'm going to keep using us as an example but i i feel like that you owe it to yourself to destroy that button i think you 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 owe it to yourself to not allow such a situation to ever even occur i think that you would pat yourself on the back
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you could stand be- beside yourself and watch yourself destroy that button
0: Yeah, but I also don't want to allow people to talk to me in a way that I don't want to be spoken to.
1: Understood, right? But if the button is no longer there, Mm -hmm. then being spoken to in a way that you don't want to be spoken to no longer exists, Mm -hmm. right? It's no longer a thing anymore. So you could still be spoken like that, but that's not a thing to you no more, so therefore it doesn't trigger you.
0: Yeah, well, I think for me... I'm going to first start off with applying some empathy to this situation. Maybe my partner doesn't know that that's triggering to me. Right, absolutely. And that's exactly why I said that I'm going to express to them how that makes me feel. If my partner continues to use that on multiple occasions, then that's a deeper conversation. Mm -hmm. I've moved beyond it potentially being triggering the phrase. It's now about you not validating my feelings. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, as you can see, I really don't fucking like that <laughs> phrase at all. Um. So I'm, I'm gonna turn it over to you because I'm gonna sit my wine. I wanna hear what you have to say because I'm just gonna. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna calm down. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You do that.
1: Um. Uh, you know, as we were talking about this topic, I started to reflect and think about like, hmm, what are my triggers? And I have a couple, but I won't say that I can't say that, you know, that I that I have a whole bunch. Um, so one even of on
0: his, even on his perfect shit, but yeah, it's not
1: even about being perfect. I just try not to let things I try. All mm-hmm. right. As, and emphasize, I emphasize the words try. I try not to let things get to me as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that, yeah. and like that's I've been a, I've been like a preacher of that throughout our relationship, you know, time and time again. Um, I really try to take control of the way things affect me, but it, you know, it's not a, never a hundred percent. Something I always strive to get better and better and better at. Uh, but one thing that I just cannot get better at is um, when you comment about my driving for some reason, and I'm going to get into it. That is a very big trigger for me. So, um, throughout our relationship, I I am, according to Gina and the definition of what a good driver is, not that great of a driver. <laughs> Apparently, I've got us into some situations that uh, made her life flash before her eyes, but she's still alive. Thank you. I'm glad you're still with us.
0: when your life flashes before your eyes you actually Uh, don't die
1: and so and and you know what the thing that the 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 thing was is that like these we were in two situations right where we we were um we had literally i mean when i say the word literally they were fender benders like taps right um you know and a bunch of close calls to follow those too you know i mean i may have swerved into the right lane you know by not paying attention and There's a car next to us. And so all of that just makes her feel uneasy. So I want to say pretty often we'll be driving and she'll try to navigate me as I drive. And it's it triggers me because it it constantly reminds me how she doesn't trust me. And trust is a very, very big thing for me in our relationship and all my relationships. I'm. I am a, um, I'm a firm believer that like if you don't have trust and you don't have honesty um, and truth, then you really don't have nothing. And so it's been very difficult for you know, you to kind of move past the situations that we've had in the car. And so it's a constant reminder to me that you don't trust me and trust again, that's a triggering thing for me to know that I, like I'm not trusted in this particular situation. You know, by the person that I love the most, um, stirs up a lot of emotions, mm. and so I'm not really sure what the solution to that is because it's kind of something I feel like it ends with you. It mm. really has to like has to be a situation where you're able to put that behind us, and we've spoken about that. Yeah, uh, and you've gotten a lot better at it. Mm-hmm. Right, I want to give you credit to that. Thanks. <laughs> but uh, it's been
0: it's been one hell of a ride it's been
1: one hell of a ride for sure no pun intended <laughs>
0: Um, I think that's mm, okay so I think do you want my opinion on what the solution is I didn't ask for your opinion oh okay
1: <laughs> but go ahead let us please tell us
0: this is this is an intense episode <laughs> Um, I think that there's two pieces to that solution. Number one is I think you should take a little bit more of my advice as to how your driving is to make me feel a little bit more at ease, and then in turn it will help me trust you a little bit more. I'm not saying always take my I'm not saying always take my advice because I think that there are a lot of times where we do drive somewhere and you choose to drive a certain way that I think is more beneficial for our the where it is wherever it is that we're trying to get to but I think that there are times that I think if you took some of my advice, it would put me in a little bit more of a calm state and the more and more I experience that, the more comfortable I am gonna feel with you because on the flip side of that, I'm already just trying to give you that trust by commenting less on your driving Mm -hmm. and that's hard for me, so it'd be nice if you gave me a little bit of what I wanted because I'm giving you a little bit of what you want.
1: So you, are you saying that I I haven't I haven't been giving you what you want in the car? Yeah,
0: you, you just asked my you asked my opinion. On yeah, like no, I'm the just solution. trying to get a
1: better understanding of what it is. So you're saying that I, I need to be giving you what it is that you want.
0: Yeah, like on certain occasions, maybe take a little bit of my advice. I'm not saying that you never do that, okay. but you asked. You thought you asked me. You said, "What did you think the solution was?" Because I think you're giving this example too, so that. There are probably many other people that go through this. So if I give a solution, then that's maybe something that they can apply. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that you're not applying it already, but I believe that that to be the solution. Maybe you're doing it unconsciously.
1: No, I just feel like that we've had so many conversations about it that you're just starting. You're just starting to fall back. Um, yeah, so I'm because falling back. So it's literally been like over seven years since those incidents, and it wasn't mm-hmm. until recently. Mm-hmm that you started to kind of like let off of the uh the choke the choke yeah <laughs> you were very tense for a long time
0: yeah well it also doesn't help that we just got into a car accident like a couple months ago so like those type of experiences make me feel uneasy Oh, for well, somebody that deals well, with anxiety. Well, that so that had nothing to that do with had you. nothing to do with me. So, absolutely not. Yeah. But so I'm gonna give you a prime example. I was definitely
1: driving Miss Daisy that day. Of course.
0: I'm gonna give you an example as to how that experience. So back in November, Evo and I got into a car accident and it had no fault of our own. We were just driving my own business and there was some car driving erratic on the highway. Yeah, cut it us looked, off. Kind of looked like he was racing and just cut into our lane. So I know that in the past I have told you that when we drive on that particular highway, I I stay away from the last lane because I've driven on that highway so many times. I've seen so many accidents because I actually think I think I drove down that one particular highway Mm -hmm. almost like more than five days a week for over a year because I had to take that route to work. And I used to tell you all the time that I used to see multiple accidents and I would always see them in the left lane. So there's been other occasions where we would drive down that highway and I would ask you to take, please don't drive in this lane. So it just happened to be that we got into that car accident and you were in that lane. You weren't doing anything wrong, but so it would be helpful to my anxieties if you sometimes, when we drove down that highway, you just took a moment and said, you know what? We're going to drive down this highway. And I know that Gina has pulled f- back a little bit. Let me not drive in the left lane the whole way there.
1: You know, I've conformed a lot. It's no, t- I not it's, it's tough. I can't. So just for. Listen,
0: don't ask my advice just, and then not.
1: Well, you know. And, and then
0: be like, but, but, but no. That's what I'm saying. I
1: mean, just for like uh, disclosure purposes, <laughs> Gina will literally drive. Forty minutes in the same lane.
0: Yeah,
1: she and we still I, get there, I don't and we? I re- and I repeat to all of you drivers out there. Mm-hmm. She will jump on the highway, get in the lane, mm-hmm. and she will stay in that lane all the way till the end. Yeah, no matter what.
0: Is there something? Is there something wrong with um, that? Um,
1: I just can't do that. Uh, it just that actually stirs up my anxiety. Believe it or not.
0: Okay.
1: It gets so, me. It gets me. Um,
0: that's interesting because we've never gotten into a car accident at the hands of me. So I'm just wondering why that would stir up your 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 anxiety.
1: Um, well, it's not, I mean, that's not to say that you mm-hmm. haven't been in accidents, though.
0: But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about you being in, in the car with me.
1: No, 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 no. So yeah. uh, we're actually spending a, quite a bit of time on this, right? Yeah. We had two fender benders, and, and this this trigger
0: mm-hmm.
1: was was born... Out of these fender benders, right? We weren't even like we, we were barely moving when these things happened.
0: It uh, wasn't just that; it's uh, it's other. It's that plus other things, okay. which you also did mention.
1: And so, to say that to, to to compare those two situations and say that you know, like that you, we didn't get in, in, into any accidents to the hands of you, mm-hmm. it wasn't because of like you know my highway driving or driving at fast speeds that you know anything happened
0: yeah so but i'm just wondering why me driving in one lane stirs up anxiety no 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 no, no. not not
1: you i can be in the passenger seat you know me see here's the thing right me as a passenger you don't get a peep out of me i am quiet as a mouse when it comes to whoever's driving and even if they're even if they're on the phone and they're swerving right like i don't i don't get those things don't trigger me Mm -hmm. she cannot does not tolerate. does not tolerate that can you just
0: answer the question the question is. So what I'm saying is that
1: if I drive, I can't drive and stay in the same lane. That, oh, that. So yeah. when
0: you do that, that makes you. That anxious? That makes
1: me anxious.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant.
1: No, no, okay. no, 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 no. You All right, are, sorry, I, I love it. I love it when you drive, right? Because when you drive, I don't hear nothing about my driving. It's it's fantastic.
0: Because I'm a safe driver.
1: <laughs> she is. She's. You're, a safe. you're not gonna. A safe. There's
0: no reason to complain.
1: She's a safe driver. Yeah. 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 You are. Um, <laughs> So um yeah that's what uh, that's one of my triggers. <laughs> Let's move on please. <laughs> um another one of my <laughs> triggers is anything that feels like a lie. And <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, I'm just sitting here like I'm still thinking about that last one like <laughs>
1: mm.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Anything
1: that feels like a lie in a relationship. Mm. And so
0: So can you give me an example of something that would feel like a lie to you? Because if we're going to tell our listeners and viewers that these are like words or phrases. I
1: can't, you know, for me, it's just anything that might reflect any past experiences that I found out I was being lied to, right? I feel like that all of anyone's triggers are basically their their present moments that are evaluated in the past to determine whether the present moment is a good or a bad one. Mm -hmm. And so... Anytime I'm presented in a situation where I'm kind of suspect about the information that I'm being given by my partner, Mm -hmm. I'm going to reflect back on situations where I know for for a fact I was being lied to by my partner. Mm. And because I I spent a very, I I spent a, a good portion of my life trying to commit to serious relationships, right? And in those relationships, I was very willing to be the one to be honest and truthful and trusting, right? I felt that, in order for me to be in a relationship that I was happy with, there had to be this degree of trust between us, so that we can have this bond that doesn't exist within most people. So I was the always, I felt like I was the always the first one to like really give that trust to show the person like, hey, I trust you, you know, you can trust me too, mm. and that led to me being taken advantage quite a bit mm. throughout that time. Mm. So every relationship moving forward, you know, any, any time that I was lied to, those past ones. You know, they really hurt because I didn't see him coming. You know, I was trying to be trustworthy and honest, and mm-hmm. you know, slightly slightly naive too because I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to doubt people. You know, I, I wanted to I wanted somebody to feel like honestly and and that they were generally with someone who trusted them. Mm-hmm. So I, I really took that risk and gave them that. And so, whenever I feel like I'm, I'm in a situation in a relationship and I feel like I'm being lied to, it really triggers. Those bad experiences, like Mm -hmm. so, those emotions. It's it's not, you know, what's funny. It's not even the person and them lying to me that's actually making me angry. It's the me recalling the emotions and the memories and that pain that I felt when I found out that I was being lied to in a situation, and realized that I was, I was the idiot. You know.
0: Okay, so if if it's, I mean, because this, I'll be honest. It sounds kind of. It sounds kind of vague in the sense of like anything that sounds like a lie. so.
1: Okay, you want me to give you an example? No,
0: no, no, no. What I was going to ask you is, how did then you move past this?
1: Uh, so. Because
0: to me, this sounds like there are a lot of things that can no, sound like that. So
1: the way I moved past it is eventually I ended up getting out of that situation. It just and it wasn't once I was lied to one too many times then the ideal scenario that I originally wanted to be in could no longer exist the trust was was broken mm. right I mean two people getting to know each other and kind of like figuring out their do's and don'ts you know I get it at the beginning but once you're into a relationship and you have someone who's like you know still a liar you can and you just realize in the end you can't trust them When you're trying to like really build a relationship built on trust, like that's like one of your um, one of your top pillars of your relationship. It can be very hurtful. The way I moved past it was because I knew and I was so focused on what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I. I. I I was willing to risk it again. For the reward of being in the situation that I wanted to be in. So that's that's it's d- simply put that's the way that I was able to move past it. I simply would brush myself off and say, "All right, I still want what I want, I know what I want, and i it's out there, so and I'm gonna risk it again because it was worth it every single time for me so i would I would willingly get into these situations where I would put myself in a situation where I would be potentially be lied to and hurt again
0: hmm. okay, and, and then we met, yeah, but there's I'm sitting here thinking about all the times I lied to you. Because you better I shut sh- the hell up. What pause? Can I can I finish my statement? <laughs> okay, talk, okay. I have lied to Evo on numerous occasions to oh try to get God. information out of him Listen, so that I could trick him into something. That's
1: bu- that's like that's that's so petty that, bullshit. I'm talking I, about deception.
0: <laughs> like I'll call him, I've like there's no. like this is People I used to do this all the time. So I would call Evo and I would be like, "Hey, you know those jeans that you have? Um, remember the last time we went out?" um my friend she was admiring them she really likes them um wh- where did you get those from and then evil be like oh my z cavaricis i got them from blah 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 and i'd be like oh we're good i'll tell her so because she was like looking to get her boyfriend something i hang up i'd be like <laughs> no. now i'm <laughs> no. now I know where
1: i'm t- I'm, st- I'm talking straight up about the hey these things in our relationship you don't do right mm. and then you do them and then lie to me about it. So
0: give me an example because that's what I'm trying to get at with you. Um,
1: for example, like going out and going places mm-hmm. that maybe we agreed that we wouldn't go, and then you're lying to me about where you're going. Okay.
0: You
1: know, that's and, a good one. Uh, so speaking to people that we agreed that we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have relationships with, that's and then a, lying to me about it.
0: That's a really good one.
1: So it's 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 things like it's things like this, you know. Um, lying to me about where you are for whatever reason you know like
0: i've also done that i've also lied to you about where i am because i'm sneaking around but
1: but it's because because you're trying to get something for me right i mean like you're out maliciously doing things that (laughs) that um break the trust of our relationship
0: i'm there's been so many times where like i'll come home with something and you're like what wait where the fuck did this come from i was like yeah remember when i told you i was at the laundromat (laughs) (laughs) i was actually blah 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 blah. i mean but no i understand i know exactly what you mean when someone is crossing a boundary yeah it's not when they're actually trying to surprise you with something and they're just like withholding information yeah um so the one that i have that i (laughs) i think is i don't want to say it's when i think about it it's super triggering for me as a woman but the phrase that men sometimes like to say towards a woman is is it that time of the month and men will like to use this phrase when a woman is maybe going through, again, some sort of emotional, you know, experience, and a man is deeming that experience to be happening because she's ha- on her period.
1: Is this the easy way for a man to say, bitch?
0: No, it's an easy way for men to be assholes, is what it is. By be- the
1: way, that's from Key Peel, just in case anybody I know, didn't know. Oh, okay. Just I, in case I, anybody know. I actually know where that know. one's like, from. did he really just call her a bitch? On, yeah. No.
0: No. Um, I think it's really ignorant of any man to assume that the reason why a woman is going through or having emotional experience, maybe she's having a bad day, maybe she had a rough day at work, maybe a friend of hers just told her something that's upsetting and for her to come home to her partner and maybe be exhibiting some sort of emotional, how can I put this? just for her to be in a a particular emotional state maybe she's um her face doesn't look as pleasant as usual or maybe she's crying more than usual and for his immediate assumption to be it's because she's on her period that really like makes a woman feel like the type of feelings that she's having at that particular moment that one her partner is not trying to understand and have empathy for her in that situation and all he's doing at that time is boiling down her emotions to her being on her period and that the only reason why she is feeling the way she is feeling is because she's going through some sort of hormonal experience and this is something that is super triggering to women because men still still to this day don't even understand how the fuck most women's menstrual cycles work. So for them to have the audacity to say oh you're acting like this because you're on your period when there are men out there that can't even answer certain questions is 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 mind blowing to me.
1: I honestly I'm going to give the men out there a little bit of advice and that is um, <laughs> don't attempt to even say this to your partner, unless you have like a best friend relationship. Like if your partner's Correct. not your best friend, and y'all don't talk about the craziest shit together, like you guys are beyond a relationship, right? You 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 disclose things to each other that couples will never discuss, and that's how tight you are. Don't ever attempt to say that because that, that's only that's something that's only something another girl would say to another girl that that's her home girl. Like yeah. bit, bit you on your period, like so. Unless you got that relationship with your partner, don't just don't even come out your face.
0: Um, so that's actually a great way to kind of bring us <laughs> towards the end of our episode because this actually went like kind of left field. It
1: did. I think we should do a part two on this for yeah, sure. I completely I, agree because
0: there are like two other phrases that I definitely think that I still want to share. And yeah. I feel like you still have some. Yeah.
1: In the next episode, we're going to get in. Why? Why would these things be, be considered triggers um, when they are triggered? Kind of like how to recognize them and, you know, what to do. And a couple more other things. I don't want yeah. to give it all away.
0: Yeah, listen, don't don't, don't give away all yeah. the, the the all the whole enchilada. Yeah. So let's do our cards. Go ahead and, and pull one for me. All right. So and can for, I see the color code? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, no, you you can't choose. But I'm gonna just tell the audience. Pick one. So the colors on the cards. So gray cards mean your pass. Yellow cards mean they're random. Green cards mean that it's about life. Blue cards are relationship, red cards are intimacy, and purple cards are about you.
1: Yeah, I want to go with random because I was always okay. known to randomly bring somebody home from the club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead.
1: What are five things on your bucket list?
0: Um, I want to go I wanna drive down the DCH. I wanna hike in the Redwood Forest. I want to ooh, I wanna go to like the rainforest. I want to maybe live on a beach for a little bit. That's four, right? Four. You
1: said you wanted to go to the Grand Canyon too, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I want to go to the Grand Canyon. and. The you one... said
1: DCH? Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, P-CH, PCH. PCH. Yeah, I'm Pacific like, Coast D-CH. Highway. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I want to- You want to go to Detroit Coast Highway? I want to drive across country.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to do- Oh, no. I'm not doing that.
1: I'm all about the randoms. Gonna, Let's
0: go. I'm going to do about you, a purple- When do you feel the most insecure?
1: When do I feel the most insecure? Quickly. When I feel like I'm being lied to.
0: Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, until next week on Spark Talk Fridays, where we're creating conversations about life, (laughs) peace out.
1: Peace out.